This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 26th of November 2019. My name is Patrick Smith. What a difference a week can make in the game of ice hockey. <laughs> I think that we were hopeful. I think we were well, confident that the Belfast Giants could turn it around given the changes that were made last week. We were looking ahead to those two games against the Cardiff Devils and a difficult game, difficult games against what would be obviously a title rival and what games the Belfast Giants performed. Dominating events in the Viola Arena, both on and off the ice. Uh, we're going to cover all of that. We're going to hear from Curtis Leonard, Adam Keefe, Mark Garcia, Jerry Keefe and Joe Britannia as we go through the show. We'll talk about the Cardiff games a bit around the league. We'll have a TFA, as I say, with Curtis Leonard. We'll be asking him your questions. A bit about the Friendship 4, which is in, in the SSE Arena this weekend before previewing the games against Fife, Sheffield and the 100th game so far this yes! season against Dundee. Is that uh, Simon Kitchen no, I'll introduce sure. straight away? Is that Spurs equalising? I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. I, I've no. I've, I think that might make a few people jump. I have no issue with that because I've got money on Spurs. How I you actually, doing? I thought I had my microphone muted. Sorry. Um, no, I'm a lot better now after four half times two two. So who scored? can push on. Um, the legend himself, Harry Kane. <laughs> and uh, Mr. McJimsey, how are you? I'm okay. I don't have a, a horse in that race, so uh, I don't really care what the result is. Uh, well, you know, you'd, you'd, a 3-3 draw against Sheffield United at the weekend, man. Yeah. As <laughs> good as that. Huh? This is a, no, there's a hockey podcast. It is a hockey podcast, so let's get on to the hockey games. Obviously, quite a buoyant mood. I know it's no, you shouldn't get too high with the highs and not too low with the lows, but let's be fair, an entertaining weekend from the Belfast Chance on the back of four consecutive defeats they went into the Viola Arena looking to turn that around and they did that with aplomb we'll start with the first game on Saturday where the Belfast Giants rocked out 4-3 overtime winners Wolf Mullen Chanciers back door it comes off the backboard and Brian Ward was there to put it in what was essentially an empty net and the visitors take the lead. Smothered. Good win. Smotherman blocked. Smotherman's finding so much time and space on the power play on that side of the ice that he finds the net. Right towards the end of the major penalty. Smotherman makes it 2-0 to the Giants. Chance for the Giants, goal for the Giants. The play broke. And all alone with 14 seconds left on the power play. The Giants execute with their third of the night. Power play operator, 12.5 percent coming into this game has been absolutely phenomenal tonight for Adam Keefe. And you look here, it's Mark Garside with a fantastic goal there. The Giants win yet another face-off. They've been excellent in the block tonight. As soon as that collision happens in front, nobody picks up Garside, which is going to play that off the shoulder of Ben Bounds, off the crossbar, into the back of the net, and the Giants deservedly 3 nothing up. Sardine tricks, Benavolio. What a save, Murphy! Murphy has just come to his team's aid and stopped them going behind with a fantastic save. 
First item, one of your saves of the week, Luke Fisher. That's an absolutely fantastic save there from Stephen Murphy. You can see he's off balance. He just puts his body in a way, does whatever he can to keep that puck from crossing the line. Credit to him. That's a magnificent save. And where's the second tick down? The Devils have won themselves a point from the most unlikeliest of positions. And whatever happens from now on, Ollie, this is going to feel a lot better for the team in red than it is for the team in white. Ronka, Lake and Lowney are out for the Giants. Martin, Riley and Richardson are out for the Devils. And a three-on-three overtime will begin once the official has given out his first face-off infraction. Telling off. What a story it would be if Jardine was to get the winner here. He goes straight to net. And it's broken for a breakaway. Martin had pinched in. And the Giants can take it. Yeah, they do. They win it in overtime after a broken play. And take the extra point. It's Bobby Farnham with a lovely bit of skill there just to put that one past Ben Bounce to seal this game in overtime. You see he's clean through, he slows up, he gives that bit of hesitation that makes Ben Bounce bite on that one. If you're watching now, just pulls it back and just rips that one past the glove of Ben Bounce. It's 4-3 in the end to the Belfast Giants. Giants' goals in that game came from Ward on the power play, Smotham on the power play, Garside on the power play. Our power plays turned it around the space of a week. And that man, BFF, Bobby Farnham, with the overtime winner. Goes to the Cardiff Devils, all came in the third period. Fournier, some guy called Riley, 12 seconds after that. And Linglet, who levelled it up before to force that overtime in which Farnham scored. Um, Stephen Murphy started this game for the Belfast Giants as he had 16 saves. And Ben Bounds, the other side, had 37 saves. Your refs were Hogarth and Copeland. Um, we'll start with this game, and I'll start with you, Mr. Kitchen. Um, dominant 50 minutes for the Belfast Giants. 10 minutes of madness, but they regained their composure in the overtime. I, I think it just absolutely nailed that whole game in um, five seconds. Uh, you know, we, we, we absolutely dominated. Um, you know, that a big part of it was the special teams, Adams about it regularly, you know, he, um, the special teams of the weekend, both on the, with the extra man and the man short, was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, we, we know what we get from Rainer every single game, but uh, everybody bought into it. But the last time, Davey and I, you know, we we working through a, in the middle of a um, a four game losing streak, and, and you know, obviously at that stage, you're you're nobody likes losing. That's you know, everybody was pissed off and. And, uh, you know, we, we certainly want to win every single game if, if that's possible. But um, discipline cost the, the Cardiff Devils at the weekend. Um, I mean, that's slew foot from that uh, um, that guy. Marjamaki. Yeah. Um, you know, five-plus game. Uh, that, that certainly was a real problem for the, for the Cardiff Devils. Um, Giants managed to get a power play goal. That Literally, I think it was the last few seconds off that power play. And then... And they were pushing on, getting the extra one to Mark Garcia, getting the power play goal, which is, you know, a thing in itself. I don't know how many he's got all together, Davey, but, um, you know, in, in two and ten years. <laughs> um, and he's got two goals in two weeks. So, um, overall, I thought the game was, was – I thought it was a really good game. I thought we, we played a really good game from start to finish. We played as a team, um, both Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, you know, I thought that, you know, the, the support that, that – the boys all give Stephen Murphy. 
you know, we'll, we'll talk about Stephen Murphy getting the start. Um, probably raised a few eyebrows with with the way things have been going, and and you know, obviously with bringing the extra guy in last week and David Goodman, a uh, Goodman, sorry, you know, he got off. I thought he played really, really well. He certainly helped the extra man. Um, I thought that Ryan Larney uh, looked really composed on the power play as well. So uh, overall, on the Saturday itself, absolutely deserved a win. Fantastic for Bobby Farnham um, to get that. Uh, they get that overtime goal, you know, just the, the way he celebrated in front of uh, Block 12. Um, and I honestly, I thought Block 13 um, uh, was supposed to be there to make some noise all weekend. I did not hear them at all. So, you know, if any team's listening out there, best thing to do is just try and go one goal ahead and the Cardiff Devils fans just, you know, go in their wee box. So uh, <laughs> great to see a photograph. Great to see a photograph online today from a Cardiff Devil fan showing them how quiet the uh, block, whatever it is, 13 can be. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. It did come from a Cardiff Devil fan showing how quiet it could be. Um, Davey is, as uh, says, you know, that we end up with a bit of dops, which, you know, um, regards to Marjamaki, and he got a two-game suspension for a slew foot that he got at 7.46 in the game. That did have its difference in that match. It gave the Giants a bit more space to play. But, the Giants were right up in Cardiff face, Cardiff's face for 40, 45, 50 minutes. Would, it be, would you argue that the 10 minutes that Cardiff came back into it is when we started to sit back and try to trap the game? Probably we did sit back a little. I talked to Simon about this earlier and not even a case of taking the foot off the gas. They get one, they get a wee bit of momentum. Of course, they've got a little bit of the crowd back in the game and then, of course, getting the second so quick. And Stephen Murphy obviously coming up with a massive save right at the death to, to stop it being a 4-3 home win after being 3-0 up. And, you know, you should really close that game out. With the way we played, we should have closed it out comfortably enough. I think the, the Dops incident that you're talking about, can't understand for the life of me what the player, what the player's thought process is there. It's as, it's as clear, you know, from the video straight away, it's as clear to anybody that's at the game that it's, a, it's going to be a slew food. It's going to be a major penalty. And it was probably going to be supplementary discipline in which he's obviously got a couple of games. And it gave us, we'd already scored on the power play. We were buoyant. You know, we were up. And, and as, as Simon has also said there, I think Goodwin, Mullen combined really well on that mm. right-hand side and freed up a lot of space just with yeah. the speed of the passing between them. Ward, Goodwin, Mullen came up a couple of times through the power play and created a lot of room for, for Smo to come in off the off the top of circles on the left-hand side and get good quality shots. So even that first one that goes in round behind the net, it doesn't hit the target, but it's a quality shot in that it comes out the other side and wards Johnny on the spot, if you like, just to pop it in off Bounces back, who, who probably didn't have his best weekend in red either. But, you know, the Belfast Giants took their opportunity on a power play that had been gone something like 12% or something yeah, over the season so far. Such so, a turnaround that game. Yeah, it's... And, Sometimes only takes a little spark. Well, you know, talk about a little spark. Obviously, it's amazing what a couple of, if you want to call them sackings or releases, whatever way you want to put it, changes to the roster has obviously shaken things up. We talked the previous week and we said that that had a brilliant week's practice and we just couldn't understand why things hadn't gone well the weekend before. And we talked last week on the podcast about identity and that last mm-hmm. weekend is for me what Belfast that Giants identity is. I think Joel put it succinctly on the podcast last week and he said, our identity is Adam Keith. And that was an Adam Keith 
esque performance from the team, yeah. non stop forward check, physical blocking shots for fun. Kevin Rain must uh, <laughs> sounds terrible. Love to see Kevin Rain's body. I'm sure Kevin Rain is peppered. I'm sure he's bruised all over because he just lies down in front of everything. He is the one guy that since Adam Keefe blocks shots more than anybody else. He just he's either very good or he's very unlucky. You know, one of the two, he's always in the shooting lanes and that's a lot of practice and that's having big balls as well to do that. Says will tell you more because he's been hit with more more pucks than I ever have been or ever will be, hopefully. And, uh, you know, it hurts. It's not, it's not fun to get hit by a puck, I'm sure. Like even with the goalies with all that equipment on, sometimes it stings. So those guys just throwing themselves down. Absolutely first class and credit to them. We blocked a lot of shots and, one thing we talked about, we weren't getting shots through. On Saturday and Sunday, we did. We got rubber through the bounds. We were we were in those greasy areas as well, but didn't make it easy for him to see the puck. And we took our opportunities when they came along. Like opportunistic from Ward, uh, you know, Smotherman getting the one, Reddicks on Sunday night, you know. So things changed around. It's a, you know, and I have to, you've said it, I said it last week, like Babcock. <laughs> Sheldon Keefe's ex, <laughs> you know, as I say, segue, don't get too high, don't get too low. And Adam Keefe will be preaching that. The guys, I'm sure, Zion's been down at practice. I'm sure that is being preached, you know, all weeks a short time. And as Adam Keefe says in his interviews as well earlier, training, you know, we don't want to be that guy again in a week from now. So we have to take what we learned, what we showed we can do. And that has to be kind of your benchmark. And you've got to go forward and try not to drop below that benchmark. Simon, two two individual just finishes, I think, or two individual parts of play that really t- stuck out. You mentioned one earlier on, Mark Garside and his finish on the power play, mm-hmm. but also on uh, BFF's winner, the the pass that came through. Was it Ben Lake with the pass that set him away? Two wonderful pieces of play. Yeah, I, I thought that, you know, Ben Lake again this weekend was, um, you know, he, he's arguably been our most consistent um Player, to be honest, you know, you know, he, he certainly hasn't picked up as many points this year as he did last year for Coventry. But um, I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding this weekend. He's been up and down, playing with different guys throughout the lineup uh, all season long. He just gets on with it. Uh, the type of guy you just want on your and you, to go to war with. He's a real, real top lad. He's, he, he, you talk about guys diving in front of pucks, Steve. I don't know many blocks he's had this year, but I'm, I bet it's you know right up there because. He's so brave as well. He, he sacrifices his body. Um, I thought he was really, really good this weekend. But that pass to, to put Bobby Farnham through and behind, the defenseman pinched in, they didn't get any support for Cardiff on the blue line. Um, and Bobby, you know, straight away from the red line in and, and uh, slotted lovely past uh, uh, Ben Bounds. So I thought we absolutely thoroughly deserved the game. I know Davey touched on uh, the, the late save from Stephen Murphy. Um, it shouldn't have got to that. Um, we sort of switched off for five minutes, um, and the Devils get into it. And you know, you knew the Devils were going to come at it in the period. You know, they're three 0 down in their own barn. You knew that they were going to get into it. So uh, it's been overall. I thought, as I say, we we thoroughly deserved in that game, uh, but I don't think it should have went to overtime. Nope. I, Davey, I, I agree with says I think the Devils stole a point with regards to that and, and get it. But some of the fallout was was pretty spectacular. Uh, a lot of the Cardiff Devils fans pretty unhappy with officiating. And, um, and well, w- w- there was a petition. I think everybody's seen the petition against Stefan Hogarth. Do they have any case to be made on the fact that, that they were they were subject to so much penalty trouble? 
always cheated, never defeated. Always Patrick. cheated, never you defeated. Know. You know that, man. That's you the card of devils um, for you. It's always, and we're probably as a fan base as guilty as anyone. You know, when you win, the officials never, never get a oh, Hogarth was awful tonight. It's only when when you lose, and I, I think they were fairly even both directions. You know, you look at the you look down the penalty lists and and what what people went for. You know. It was, it was sorry, sorry for jumping in, Davey. What did they get wrong? What did they get That's wrong? That's what I'm saying. I don't think they did get anything wrong. I said, if you look down the penalty, flashing calls, tripping calls, and like a couple of tripping calls. I will just... say, sorry, I will say on the tripping calls, I was oh, confused was by one. the one on Bentafoglio along the boards. Bentafoglio, because both commentators thought the penalty was going to the yeah. Belfast Giants. As did I. Um, as did a few of the Belfast Giants players, I think, as well. Um, when you see the, you know, when you see the replay and... Uh, not a penalty for me, I think. There was a couple of times, I think it was Sunday, there was a, a bit of a poor call as well. But overall, you're going to get poor calls. Yes. You know, you, you, this is part of the game. Bad calls, good calls, you know. But I don't think that any any effect on the scoreline, the major calls that caused the goal, the five-minute power play in the first period, nailed on. That was that was, that was player's fault, you know. And uh, what was the other one? Trip, like he's just he's just taking the skates from under him. His job is is, is sticking the skates and knock them off his feet. There's nothing, you know. If you're if you're skating and somebody knocks your feet out from under you, I do think there's at times um, somebody sets us at the Sunday night game. I think it was Ben Lake actually has a little hit at somebody going past and the physics. I don't know how it goes down. It's a dive. It's clear as day. Liam Morgan ends up setting the penalty for them. Um, so that's. No, that was that must have been the Sunday game, which is something that's creeping in the game. I'm not going to play Cardiff Devils, Belfast Giants, whoever. I think it's just cre- creeping in the game right from the top down in the NHL. There's a lot more diving than there's ever been involved in the game. But yeah. like overall, two, three, four calls across 120 minutes of high pace. Adam Cape called it high octane a hockey. You know, you're going to get a few calls wrong, and I think they did get a few calls wrong. But in the main, it wasn't the cause of the Cardiff Devils losing that hockey game. Let's hear from the post-game thoughts. Well, we certainly came out and played the way we wanted to play. Uh, certainly off the back of four losses, uh, we really concentrated this week to kind of get back to our style game. And I thought for the first 50 minutes of that game, we really uh, we really did it. And I thought we caused uh, the Devils a lot of problems um, with, with our aggressiveness and everything. And, and uh, so, yeah, certainly really happy with the first 50 minutes. Yep. The, as I say, I think that the Cardiff Devils stole a point in that game, but they were looking to get back the following night as the Belfast Giants returned for the second game at the Viola Arena of the doubleheader to face those Cardiff Devils. But the Devils didn't get back. A 4-1 win for your Belfast Giants. Shane Owen, everyone's battling for it, and there's a little stick coming in there, and there's really not happy Barnum with Morrison. 
And we'll see where this goes. Riley now and Lowney is coming through. The linesman deals with that and Riley's not happy with how the linesman has reacted. Farnham's still wanting to go with Morrison. His incidents every which way you look. No penalties though. Another chance here from Smitherman and it's come through a host of bodies and skates. Smitherman trying to get there again. Lake. Smitherman doesn't hit the target. If he had it done, that was it in twine. Bounds was scrambling from post to post. Smotherman again. Bounds make the save. Rebound scored. Poetry emotion with his skating on here. And he's got a shot through, it's gone right in and must have taken a deflection. Bounds didn't move. Yeah, look to us with the flex off Liam Reddick. The referee's gonna have a discussion about this about a potential high stick, but it's great work for Patrick Bronca to keep that play alive, moving the puck so well to make sure he opens that up. But it's a short discussion until the goal's gonna stand. The scrappiest bit of play we've seen all weekend here. Fallen for Goodwin. Can he fashion anything here? No, he can't. Yes, he can. It's going to go to review. It's crossed the line. I have no idea what it's hit. We'll see here. Ward with a touch. It's a goal. And that is the right call. Running for Longley, but Longley couldn't get in. Now is a chance to try to get it. They score. Reddick was found all alone in front of bounds and made no mistake. That's an absolutely perfect dish there from Bobby Farnham. Just floats that one between the stick and the legs of Gleason Forty, who picks up a little bit too high. Liam Reddick then just pulls out to the backhand, plays that below the blocker of Ben Bounds. That was a great goal to go 4-1 up now for the Belfast Giants. A double header that will see the Belfast Giants take all four points back to the SSC in Belfast. They'll be delighted. The Devils will need to do some soul searching. At the end of this one, it ends. Cardiff Devils 1, Belfast Giants 4. Goals for the Giants came from Lake on the power play. Ronka, Ward and Reddix. The only Cardiff Devils goal coming from McNamee on the power play. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Dixon in goal for the Belfast Giants, 42 saves. Um, somebody tried to claim it was Shane Owen. No, no, no. Uh, ben Bounds in goals for the Cardiff Devils, 31 saves. Your refs were Dean Smith and Tom Darnell. Davey, I'll start with you in this one. This game started, it was a 60 minute game for the Belfast Giants. It started feisty. BFF, Big Bobby Farnham was ready to go from the outset. First shift, you know, um, first few seconds of the game. I think the, the Cardiff Devils come out with a bit of jump, get in and around Andrew Dixon's uh, crease. That would be a genius move for uh, Kiefer just to keep throwing that shirt on. <laughs> she, she, she and Owen throwing the extra import out. See, I hope nobody checks under the helmet. And uh, 
you know, but right from that first, I think uh, I'm not sure which whether it's Bentafoli or not goes in and leaves a little bit of a late one on Owen. And uh, Bobby Farnham's not found to be one. You know, he's right in there agitating from that first shift of the game. And the refs let it go. You know, it was a bit of roughing either way, a bit of handbags. And, you know, it was just Bobby laying a bit of a marker down. And, of course, then I think it's maybe Blair Riley takes an early penalty for elbows. And um, Belfast Giants obviously come up the, the, the power play hot again and, and get that lead. And we never really looked back. I thought on Sunday, if anything, we were a bit more complete than we were on Saturday. We... Uh, if anything, we were more physical. We we blocked shots again. We got shots through on Van Bynes, and we were opportunistic, which which was being missing over over a number of weeks. We you know we had that sort of was it six games we went undefeated, mm-hmm. but before that we weren't opportunistic. We weren't scoring goals, and we had that bad weekend two weekends ago. And uh, you know it's good to see guys have a bit more jump, a bit more belief. It's hockey's a real momentum game, and it's 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 played as much between your ears as it is on the ice at times, and. You know, when there's a bit of belief and those guys believe when they shoot, they're going to score, we're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And I think that overall, just looking down the game sheet here again, obviously um, Curtis Hamilton missed out and, and we lost uh, Reddix during the game. And, you know, Stephen Murphy sat on the bench, Shane Owen come back. Uh, the two goalies across the, the weekend were superb. Shane Owen, of course, getting mal a match on Sunday night. Generous. I thought he had a really, really good game. There was guys that, that did really well out on the ice as well. So it's good to see Shane Owen, you know, coming in and getting a win. His confidence was probably a little bit shaken from from a couple of poor weekends. And, uh, you know, Paddy, you, you almost said everything. And, and Simon coined you on it at the start. You know, you almost said everything about these two games within five seconds. Identity, speed, power, all the things you want to see from Belfast Giants team was seen over the course of those two games. Says you know Cardiff had the up their game, and I actually thought they did up their game. I thought at times in that in that Sunday game they were better than they had been the previous night. But the Belfast Giants were just a step above. They were fast, they were physical, and and Cardiff just couldn't couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I think that, again it's an hour for a comment, Paddy. I thought the Devils played a lot better than what they did on Saturday, but they just weren't enough. Um, you know, we we I don't even when they equalised after we went. I honestly didn't feel that they were going to push on. I don't think I didn't think we were going to let them push on, nope. um, and I probably haven't felt that at least a few weeks. Um, and even that's including a few weeks behind. You know, I was still I, a bit nervous. Can I just say one thing, Sam? Just about you know, special teams over the weekend both ways were were, were really really key, and I guess our special teams were marginally or, or maybe significantly better. The amount of goals we scored was scored five on three, five on four. I think five on five, the teams are quite evenly matched, but the Belfast Giants just on this particular weekend, perhaps the desire level was a little bit higher and the, and the you know five on five. We didn't look in trouble, but I think that there's, the teams are fairly evenly matched with just our special teams were a little bit better. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, again, it, it, Adam talks about that all the time. You know, he talks about the the extra man. I talk, you know, being this the special teams being a really important part of the game. And and if you look back at this week's game sheets, you know, I think it's quite adamant that's the situation. Um, I agree, five on five. You know, we're pretty evenly matched, but you know, again, we played better over the hundred and twenty five, hundred and twenty three minutes, whatever it was. We were the better team. We deserved to win both games. Um, you know, we really deserved to win on Saturday, and we certainly deserved to win on Sunday. Um. We got good goaltending. We got buy-in um, from the forwards. We got buy-in from the forwards coming back out to help the D. The defence were absolutely outstanding. We were disciplined. 
Um, you know, we, we just, I think we were better in every single aspect of the, of the game this weekend. So it's it's important that, you know, you touched on again, David, not getting too high and not getting too low. Um, you know, two games in Cardiff, winning both games, and then all of a sudden heading away to Fife and Dundee this weekend, and maybe Sheffield and losing is not acceptable. So the boys, you know, they had a really good weekend. It's important that we focus on the next game and get ready to go because the games are going to come thick and fast now for the next, especially coming up to just after Christmas and just in the new year. You know, we've got uh, a game on Wednesday night. We've got a game uh, Friday, sorry, games Wednesday, games Saturday, Sunday. Um, And then the following week, yeah, again, the following week, we'll get Saturday, Sunday, um, and then Wednesday again, or maybe Tuesday against Cardiff on the 11th. Remember what day that is. But, um, you know, there's so many big, big games coming up. Um, but the, the biggest game is the next one. Absolutely. You, I think that it's interesting as well. I think you, from that game, you know, Dobbs got involved again um, with uh, Sean Bendavoglio getting a game suspension on the high stick that took Reddix from the game. And a pretty open and shut case on that. I'm not, Davey, going to going to ask you to, to, to pontificate on that. Anyway, what I will say is how much of a wake-up call was were these two games for Andrew Lord? Is that the me? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think that um, the, the Cardiff Devils haven't been to the level that they have over the last couple of seasons this season. They're, they're, they're getting taken a little bit of time. They're inconsistent. They're well, consistently inconsistent. You know, the, they've shown glimpses. I suppose the Belfast Giants have been kind of the same. Or, or, you know, these two teams have the ability to, to walk away from the rest of the league. I think the Sheffield Steelers, great offensively. Not so great defensively, so that you know that's where they're inconsistent. And you look at the table and the Nottingham Panthers, how they beat us twice. I do not know, no. I really don't. But that's that's by the by. You know, we were going through a bit of a bad time. If someone grabs us, if we can grab a bit of consistency, if the yes! Devils, <laughs> is that three two says? Aye, three two. <laughs> Go on, Davy. Sorry, sorry, Davy. <laughs> uh, sorry, you put me off my stroke there, Simon. You know, um, <laughs> I would give you a hand. I would give you a hand. Uh, yeah, three two. Um, very good. Well done, Spurs. It, it did beat like Lazio reserves or something. They're playing anybody as well. Sure, you wouldn't know anything about that. You're playing on a Thursday night. Nice, just a big day. This is true. I'm a Glen man. Met Glen Thorn through and through. Um, the uh, so Andrew Andrew Lord will certainly have as the bite not just the results but the performances, the defence, the the buy-in, the perhaps the the physicality, the the little niggly silly penalties and those major penalties um Bentafoglu was lucky on the night just to get the four minutes I thought it was pretty careless um use of stick um to be very honest he was lucky Bobby Farnham did not I can I agree with that you've also yeah but that that high stick was absolutely sorry you broke uh, up there Simon sorry sorry that that uh, that high stick from Bentafoglu was absolutely intentional. The boy seen it from the bench. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he really deserves at least one game. Well, the, the wave of his stick with one hand, he it, it wasn't. It, the puck was on the ice. He wasn't going for anything but the player. No. Well, again, Radix doesn't play the rest of the game. Um, you know, you've got guys out there. Say Bobby Farm stick up. didn't have any ball. Step up. Uh, I don't think that's done for the season. But go on, David. No, I agree. Sorry, Simon's breaking up a wee bit there, Simon. Um, Paddy, sorry, I, I agree with everything. Um, I wouldn't like to think Ben Davoglio w- was trying to stick him in the face or anything. I, you know, Carlos at worst trying to lay a bit of lumber on him for sure. But I don't think any player around this league goes to try and intensely stick someone in the face. But um, you know, he, he'll have to take a suspension on board. He was, he's, you know, he, 
left his team shorthanded for four minutes and and the Belfast Giants ultimately during that game you know as it was highlighted right over the weekend were very very good shorthanded and you give this team a chance now but I, I really like what Liney's done since he's came in yeah um I think he's injected that little bit of pace that we've been missing from since Josh Roach left in that transition. He skates well, he, he passes well, so we, we're, we're getting good setup at times. We definitely, definitely had uh, worked on our zone entry from the last few weeks. It was clear how we were opening up that right wing and getting down into deep so deep into the ozone, and we created pressure in the ozone. We there were shifts that we were in the ozone for thirty. 40, 50, 60 seconds, getting full line changes and just the attrition in them. They couldn't get they couldn't get out. They couldn't get line changes. And ultimately, we were getting shots, goal scoring opportunities, goals just from high pressure play. Uh, we wouldn't we didn't let them set up their controlled breakout. And just it was really, really great to see. At times, I, I used to moan about it in the big blue tent. The Cardiff Devils came with that like full court press. If you want to use it like a basketball analogy, they wouldn't let us out. We couldn't get a control setup. And you end up going off the wall in the 50-50 foot race or you, you end up icing the puck and you, you come back down for a sort of 50-50 face-off opportunity, which are given opportunities to the, the opposition then. So I thought we'd done really, really well in, in penning them in. I just It was a game plan. If you want to bring it back to, to the coaches, I think on that weekend, Adam Keefe out-coached um, Andrew Lord's team. And I'm really, really impressed with the way we, we went about our work on, on Friday or Saturday and Sunday night. Um. Let's hear. Harry, can I, can I touch yeah, on something? Um, there's, there's two things. Um, David just touched on Andrew Lord there, uh, and uh, being out coached from by Adam. Absolutely agree with that, hundred um, percent. I see quite a lot of negative comments from Cardiff Devils fans because they lost two games at home. Um, you know, calling for calling for heads. You know, mm. we've been there this season. We've already um, you know took the step to get rid of a couple of guys. Uh, but you know, for me. For what Todd Kelman has done in Cardiff in the last five years, and for him to get started to get criticised, now, yes, I absolutely understand he's a rival of ours now, but he's still a very good friend. Um, and for what he's done for Cardiff Devils in the last five years, and for Cardiff Devils fans who haven't been there the whole way around when they were playing in the big blue tent, and haven't been there when they were playing in the Wales National Ice Rink, um, and they had, went through a real uh, you know, uh, time when they, they didn't win anything and they were struggling... Um, and all of a sudden, they win a couple of titles and they win a couple of of um, of uh, cups and playoffs titles and what have you. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they start to come back. And Andrew Lord was coach of the year a couple of years in a row, and thoroughly deserved. But for their fans to come out and start to criticise the ownership and criticise their head coach uh, after losing two games, they're a better team. They all need to catch themselves on. Absolutely need to catch themselves on. Um, my second point: How good was Patrick Franck on Sunday? Yep. Great goal. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Next, I thought I told him I thought it was. I'm going to see him this morning. He came straight over to me and said, "Thanks very much." Um, you know, he's such a good kid, and I know he's been feeling a better pressure because he hasn't been getting many goals. Um, but he is going to come good. I've absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, the kid has got it in spades. We've seen that last year for Katowice, and uh, you know, I, I just think that that uh, he was just, you know, he, he just needs a wee bit of more. Uh, things going his way, but on Sunday I play about times. I thought I thought his goal was great. I thought um, Ben Lick's goal. I said I'd mentioned it to you guys as well when it was scored. 
Ben Lickskull was fantastic. The way they opened his body up and they got the stick round to try to lift it into the back of the net was a superb piece of skill to finish. I know we spoke about Ben Lick earlier on and about how all that played, but I think the overall approach of the Belfast Giants, Bobby Farnham, I've said this before, before, I've said it on Twitter, there were people who were shouting about how Farnham was going to be a liability and how he'd be gone by Christmas, how wrong they were. Look at the way he's playing. He's one of the key guys in our setup. He's one of the energy guys in our setup. As I said at the start of this part about Sunday's game, he was absolutely pumped to get onto that opening face-off, trying to get in Sean Bantafoglio's face. And, and it was a brilliant, brilliant thing to watch. And you saw so many, so many of the... Um, Cardiff Devils fans afterwards shouting about Bobby Farnham and how good a player they thought they, that he was because they'd lost a player like just Farina who maybe they, they would see as being similar. I don't think so. I think hmm. I think Farnham's a lot better than Farina was. But um, I thought Farnham was absolutely... The Giants overall, and yes, don't get too high with the highs, but on the back of that weekend, I thought the Giants, to a man, were absolutely superb. Let's hear... Uh, Adam Keefe's thoughts after that game. Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly the weekend we needed, especially coming into this building. Um, you know, it was a great weekend of hockey uh, from both sides. I thought uh, I thought uh, we weathered the storm there early tonight and in the second period as well, and I thought our guys did a good job, and Shane Owen came in and, and did a great job tonight. Uh, uh, special teams were, were possibly the difference this weekend, and, and that's uh, great to see. Um you know, but uh, like you just to touch on that, uh, it's important for us not to get too high or too low because uh, what a difference a week makes. A week makes because uh, you know a week ago we weren't feeling so happy about ourselves. So now uh, it's important to enjoy this tonight. But uh, we got a big game on Wednesday. Yeah, obviously a very happy Adam Keith. Um, before the Ice Time TV guys have all the highlights available on YouTube, and we'll hear from Adam Keefe again in a second from practice and and, and from Mark Gorsite. But before that, just a bit of chat about the off ice crack. You mentioned it there. It says you know the the guys at block twelve, the away block. They've put they've put this block thirteen next to the away block and to try to generate a bit of atmosphere. And atmosphere is generated, but not without a little bit of whinging from the Cardiff Devils fans. Yeah, again, you know. They only sing when they're winning, don't they? Uh, you know, we've had a bit of banter between the Giants fans and Cardiff Devils fans over the last number of years. Um, two best teams that there's been in the in the league league over the last three or four years, and um, you know, it's uh, they, they 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 get too high on their highs, and they certainly get too. So um, it was great to see you know the the Giants fans being so loud, and and um, you know, I, I thought that. You know, with, with Taff, they've seen a photograph of Taff up there oh, brilliant. with a, a lot of the fans after the game. Um, so, again, I, I thought we, uh, you, you touched on it before, Paddy, um, you know, we beat them on the ice and we were certainly louder off the ice. And, and um, Cardiff's a good city to party in as well. So, uh, great reaction from the team. Uh, great following from, from all the fans that went over. Um, you know, I have no idea how many there was there, but I would say there's probably roughly, it looked as if there was about the same amount of fans there for the Challenge Cup final a couple of years ago when we mm. beat the Cardiff Devils again. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I thought again thoroughly deserved. And, um, but the Cardiff Devils fans, for me, as I say, they, they certainly needed. The big thing about it is there were three goals down against the Giants, four one. There were three goals down the night before, um, and the Devils come back into it. So, you know, make a bit of noise, get on your feet. You just never know what's going to happen. And the, 
the Devils could get back into. Yeah. I think it's it's a testament to all the Belfast Giants fans without Alan Cullen cheap, which was uh, uh, quite the uh, they've seen photographs of guys with that. Um, Davey, That's it's a little house. Oh, oh dear, it's it's a pity I'm going to have to be part of that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I you can't play that, <laughs> Davey. I think it's I think it's only fair that um, you know the, the Belfast Giants have been living rent free in Cardiff Devils fans' heads for a few seasons now. It's only fair that uh, the Devils now get to use their arena rent free now. The Belfast Giants own it. <laughs> I've seen that on Wikipedia. Very good. Whoever does to uh, to edit that page, or maybe it's the truth. Who knows? Yep, uh, definitely. Um, some some unhappy people on on the Twitter sphere over the weekend. There, you know, be careful what you wish for. They wanted that. I don't know if it was you or it was Joel or somebody had said. You know, they wanted that European atmosphere. They wanted, you know, they wanted their their standing singing block. And the first time they've really had a challenge that people have actually brought, you know, that challenge to them. All of a sudden, it's oh, we don't want that family show. You can't be swearing. You can't be singing. You can't be yep. shouting. You get padded down at DEL games on the way in for weapons. You know, it's if you want a European atmosphere, the European atmosphere has an edge. The biggest uh, weapon the Giants had at the weekend was the sheep. Look, I just think that the the logistics of having the away block right beside the singing block, if you like, probably needs to be looked at again if if they're going to get so precious about it. I think in terms of my own sporting, you know, heritage, if you like, going back to when I was going to the Oval when I was a wee lad, it was the best was when you could get right in the cow shed and you could get right up against the fence, against the blue men. You know, that's what you want. You want you want to be whenever the goal goes in, you want to be able to gesticulate to the people right beside you and give it because they're giving it out to you during the game, and that's the way it should be. And you know, I, I think for the main part, ninety percent of those people could go into the bar afterwards and have a beer together, maybe not have a laugh about it, you know, but you know, that's sport. It's passionate. That's why we're called fans. You know, it's fanatic. You know, and that's that's what we want to do. We want to cheer our team to success. And we're fortunate enough at the weekend that we're able to. There'll be other times where we'll go there and we'll go face to face with the Cardiff Black and we'll get beat and you just have to take it in the chin and move on. That's what Cardiff have to do this weekend. Hundred um, percent. Like I say, highlights available from Ice Time TV. Well done to everybody who went over some fantastic, a fantastic weekend for the Belfast Giants. Uh, let's hear a little bit of reaction before we hear from Curtis Leonard on TFA. Let's hear a little bit of reaction, further reaction as uh, Mister Kitchen made his way down to training. First, we'll hear from in a second from head coach Adam Keefe. But first, let's hear from Mark Garside. What were you thinking here? I wasn't thinking. I blacked out. <laughs> and we already started recording. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through your power play goal? I saw you there, Mark. I said. Yeah, I took the puck, went through their entire team, uh, dangled the goalie, and went bar down. <laughs> standard, mate. Absolute standard. Big, big performance the weekend from the boys. Nah, yeah, really good. I mean, obviously after the week we had or the four games previously, we were we we're in a bit of a trough there. <laughs> And we knew going into that it was going to be two hard games, but the guys pulled it together and we, we battled the two wins. It was it was good good two wins as well. Um, refer to the, the forward this weekend, playing between Lewis Hook and uh, and uh, Kieran Long, and then you know obviously using your experience to carry in two three again. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not every day I have to you know keep my English fellas on side, you know. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was good fun playing with them. We'd been practicing all week and uh, we'd had a bit of chemistry out there in practice. I felt and we were scoring a few goals, so it was good to get out there and play play some minutes with them. 
the weekend coming up Fife Dundee um, two tough games two tough places to go into uh, boys must be looking forward to it but before that and I forgot we've got the Sheffield Steelers tomorrow night oh, you, you forgot but I didn't no I mean a big game tomorrow obviously um, carrying on this little run of the farm would be great we know we're going to get in there it's going to be a battle tomorrow night we know, we know they're a, a very offensive team so we're going to be disciplined defensively and take our chances when we get them Joined by Adam Keith after the uh, practice Tuesday morning in preparations, uh, getting ready to face the Sheffield Steelers on Wednesday night. Adam, uh, a week changes everything in hockey and disappointing last week in Nottingham. Um, coming up with two big performances and two big results against the Cardiff Devils in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with what a difference a week can make. Um, it's important that we don't lose sight of that, though, now. Uh, you know, we don't want to be sitting on the other end of it a week from now. So um, just got to stay focused and, and stay in the moment. And um, Obviously, we, we felt good about our performances on the weekend in Cardiff and a big boost for this team uh, at the current state of it. Uh, coming off of four losses, we're, we're a bit fragile, uh, myself included. So I think that uh, it was a good lesson for myself as well. To, you know, we got to stay positive here, and we got to see this out, and, and just keep getting better each week, and uh, trying to build and, and trying to get on a run here and um, build some consistency. Game's coming thick and fast. Sheffield Steelers for the first time this season tomorrow night. Um, that guy's looking as if they're right up for it because practice looked very buoyant today. Yeah, I mean, look, today was a short one. Um, Maybe even went a little bit too long for my liking because uh, we you know, we want to keep energy levels very high for the week. Um, having just come off two games and then playing a, a Wednesday game and then another two on the weekend, uh, we want to make sure that we have the best of our guys. Guys are some some beat up guys after the weekend. It was a tough battle in Cardiff, uh, but I think the guys are kind of excited to see a new team in Sheffield and obviously a team that's uh, high octane offense. And uh, we're certainly going to have to be at our best defensively if if, if we want to win that game. Two newcomers in the last couple of weeks, and uh, Ryan Liney and David Goodwin. Uh, how do you think they're settling in after uh, again a short space of time? Yeah, very good. Um, I thought uh, Ryan has looked uh, dynamic on the back end in terms of uh, his puck handling, skating, he's smooth skater, sees the ice well, he makes a good first pass. Uh, he's helped that power play out uh, for sure. And then you add in a guy like Goodwin who, who seems to be uh, solid on both sides of the puck and um, he's got really good habits. You could tell uh, he's played at a high level and um, you know, he's, a, he's a complete player in that sense that uh, you know you're getting the, the best out of him every shift and uh, he's going to work hard and, and, and do the little things that matter as well as make some plays for our guys as well. NCAA uh, comes into town this weekend with a friendship four with the boys from Northeast University just uh, getting ready to go on the ice here at the Nall Ice Bowl. Uh, it must be nice to sit in your own rink and watch a game that you don't have any stresses over and you're uh, looking forward to a good standard hockey this weekend on Friday. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that. It's always good. And I mean, if you look at our lineup right now, uh, we got a, a, a former uh, Friendship Four champion on our lineup. So, you know, we want to. Uh, you're watching these kids and, and making notes uh, for years to come. You know, you never know when it comes back around full circle, and you you may have got a chance to witness that guy. And obviously, we've got a chance to put uh, a great first impression uh, together for uh, what would it be 80 hockey players or so. Um, you know, their trip, first trip to Belfast, I'm sure. So uh, we certainly want to 
be making them very comfortable and enjoy their stay here and uh, making sure that when it comes full circle and, and it comes time to for recruitment to get these guys to Belfast, that uh, they've enjoyed their experience and it makes it a lot easier for them to make uh, the jump across the seas. Thanks to Adam and to Mark. Right, time for the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV. And on the back of a wonderful four-point weekend in Cardiff, we thought we'd talk to you, man who wears number 10. And in defence, player had a fantastic weekend for the Belfast Giants. Mr. Curtis Leonard, how are you? Hey, fellas. No, I'm doing pretty well. Just uh, hanging out here at the apartment, getting ready for a big road trip tomorrow in Sheffield. Yeah, a lot of games on the road at the minute. Uh, you know, another three just in the in the space of the next seven days. But a, qu- a quick reflection on the last weekend in Cardiff. Um, we've just finished talking about it. Obviously, as fans, we're pretty buoyant about it. How's the atmosphere in the room? Yeah, obviously, it's uh, it's always nice when you come out of a weekend with four points, and uh, especially coming off that skid that we had. And um, we've had highs and lows in the room this year, and uh, Obviously, we kind of blew a bit of a three-goal lead there in the third period on on Friday, but came back uh, in overtime to win the game with a big goal by Bobby. And um, I think the room came together on uh, on Sunday uh, afternoon, and uh, I think we realized that we didn't want to make that same mistake, and um, we came out and, and finished and played a played a full sixty minutes. When you know, as you say about the drop of that three-goal lead, but 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 winning in overtime, what was a uh, what was Adam Keefe's attitude when you went back into the locker room at the end of the game? Oh, I think I think he's obviously when you're when you're in a slump and um, things aren't exactly going your way, uh, you'll take a win. How you're going to get it? It's not always going to be pretty to uh, to get out of to get out of one of those uh, those funks. And um, obviously, you don't want to give up a point, but uh, you got to be happy to get the two rather than, than drop that point, especially in that fashion. So um, I think he was pretty positive and, and sent a pretty good message that um, we'll come in the next day and, and play well. And I think we, we did that. We carried what he said and uh, and took care of business on Sunday. Curtis, it's, it's Davey, I guess. Um, one, one of the things I'd like to ask you, all the weeks, Sean Dupuy and... Jesse Forsberg have, have moved on and, and we wish them well. Obviously, former teammates now and, and, and Ryan and David have came in. Has that, has that been a little catalyst for change? You know, guys, not so much they're worrying about their jobs, but it gives everybody a little bit of a kick up the backside to say, look, we've got to perform. There's expectations here on us and we've got to step up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not ideal what happened when you lose uh, John and Jesse. And, and both those guys were... Um, I know you guys don't get to see it, but they were great teammates and great guys in the room. And uh, it's really unfortunate because um, of the quality of people they were. But uh, yeah, you, you, when when things like that happen, obviously um, guys uh, guys are going to react a little bit. Um, it could either go one or two ways, but I think um, as a group that we want to have success here and, and do well. So. Um, I think those guys came in, and as you can see, Ryan's a, uh, a skilled defenseman uh, that uh, moves the puck well and works along the blue line. And I think uh, Goody came in this weekend and, and brought a lot of energy. He's tenacious. He's on the puck hard, and um, I think he fit in pretty well. But uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, um, it's the, kind of the way the business works, and uh, you don't want it to go like that, but um, it's kind of the way it went. We, not just us as in, in terms of, of the podcast, but I know it's a bit of a cliche in the hockey world about not getting high with the highs, and, but 
when we came off a poor weekend, how hard is it to go into practice and be positive and how, how hard is it to, you know, sort of rein yourselves back in after having such a good weekend against Cardiff? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you have to balance. Uh, you can never get too low, as you said, and never too high. And, and especially after last year when we had so much success and, uh, we, we wrote a lot of, wrote a lot of highs and, and this year, um, I think you as, as fans demand more and, and us as players, we, we're demanding a lot of ourselves. So, um, you have to take that balance and, uh, and keep an even keel and, and don't forget, and you can't forget, uh, how much it sucks to lose, but you, you got to remember how much it, how, how good it feels to win. Right. And you're always going to kind of have that, uh, that in the back of your head. And uh, and this year it's been a bit different. I think uh, as you've seen throughout the league, there's no one that's kind of been on that run yet and kind of taken off. And, and things have been things have been close. So um, hopefully uh, last weekend are kind of a sign of things to come, and we can we can string a few together here and, and kind of get on a bit of a roll and, and maybe create some separation from the other teams. But um, it's a it's, it's a fine line and. Uh, as a group, you got to kind of keep each other accountable and, and keep things uh, in perspective. Lenny, I want to take it back to last year. Um, those three trophies that you won, the, the the partying that you did with the boys at the end of the season, you know, as a group, uh, it was a very, very tight knit last year. Um, what what do you take from that? Obviously coming back in the fast few second, but what do you take from that? Um, as you carry it into that second year? Yeah, I think um, obviously we had a tight-knit group. We had a lot of success last success last year, but um, it's a new group this year. We're a new group of guys, and we're going to have a new identity, be a new team. Obviously, uh, the guys that were here last year who had that opportunity to win um, know what it feels like and know what it feels like to win here in front of Belfast. And um, I think we just try and convey that message to the guys that uh, – that are new here, but, but a lot of the guys that are, that are new here, they've won before too, like Liam Reddick's and, and uh, I, and I think Bobby's won uh, somewhere too, but um, you just have that, you have that tenacity. And as an athlete, I think everyone wants to win. So um, yeah, it, it's great that we had all that success last year, but, it, but it's a new year and a new group and, and we're going to have to find our own way. Have you been speaking to Darcy recently? How's he getting on? Oh yeah. I was, I was speaking to Darcy's, uh, I get uh, I get my weekly my weekly update on the weekends on how they did. I think they usually play, play Friday Sundays, so he's doing well. He's uh he's uh he's enjoying himself over there in Germany. His uh, his girlfriend's over there, so um, I think they're enjoying their time. And um, I think he'll he always has a soft spot for Belfast, and will always miss it here. But um, he's doing the best that he can there to help uh, provide support for their team and and, and try and win there. Send him our best when you speak to him next. A great player. Um, we'll go to Twitter for a few questions. Uh, let's see. We've quite a few questions come in when we asked, as always. Uh, something here about a shopping trolley from the weekend. I'm not going to go into that. I don't know what that's about. Um, Sosha Stevens, why did you pick the number 10 on your jersey? The number 10. So um, it was my first year of junior hockey, and uh, I actually got – 24 for the first weekend and then i had a an older uh an older rookie asked me if he could actually wear 24 and i said sure and we ended up switching numbers and i got 10 and uh, ever since then i've always been number 10 and uh i like the number it feels good and it's been pretty good to me so far um what else have we got uh 
Is there a team you look forward to playing or one you hate playing? Uh, I mean, obviously, when from just my time being here from last year and this year, it's always fun to play Cardiff. We uh, we battled back and forth last year. It's uh, They have a good team. We always have a good team, and, and uh, it, it's been a good rivalry. And I think we're pretty well split or had, had great games or intense games. I think that last year that game when – somehow Ben Bounds scored on himself, but it was my goal it was, uh, it was for a pretty cool moment. So it was a lot of fun. I haven't seen the, uh, other than maybe the, um, Continental cup, the, uh, the SSC so loud. Uh, that one came from Tyron Mumby. One from AJ McMinn. Uh, what did you think of the traveling fans in Cardiff this weekend? Oh, they're awesome. Whenever we have <clears throat> traveling fans, they always show their support. Uh, the banners were pretty good there with Laker and, uh, it's always nice to to see friendly faces and and, and know that uh, the Belfast faithful are there following us around. And one from Donna Mooney. What has been the most memorable point so far in all the games you played? Uh most memorable. I, the the overtime one in Cardiff or against Cardiff here at the SSE last year was pretty uh, cool for me personally or the team. You think? Well, for you personally, yeah. Oh yeah, probably that or. or when uh, I guess I scored against Katowice, was uh, mm. I think it either tied it up or, or we went ahead. That was a pretty cool moment. Or you, was your first goal against Guildford, was it, when you stepped out, stepped onto a shot on TV? The last year or this year? Last year? Yeah, I think it was. It was uh, An absolute rocket from the point. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably been, probably would have been a bit of a worm burner, maybe snuck five. Well, I don't remember. But yeah, I think it was coming off the left side. But, uh, but yeah, I think that was my first one. Curtis, obviously this weekend, the uh, Friendship Four back in the Belfast. And obviously yourself, you came through the NCAA at art. It's, it's a big thing for Belfast. I think it's his fourth or fifth time now we've hosted it and, and teams starting to return for their, their second go at it as well. Will you just get a chance to get down to the rink on Friday and watch a little bit? Yeah, I'm I'm going to, I think most guys will head on down there and uh, and just kind of see what's going on and see what the, the, the young buzz is going around the rink. And um uh, Northeastern practice after us today at, at uh, the Dundonald and um, obviously being an NCAA uh, uh, someone who came from the NCAA it's kind of fun to go and see around and, and see the kids and um, maybe I'll drop by and say hi to the, the opposing coaches who coach against me but uh, yeah it's always fun I, I'm, I think most of us appreciate the game and appreciate everyone coming up and, and kind of want to see what's going on Did you get any opportunities when you were in the NCAA to do anything Maybe not just quite as as big as coming across to Europe and playing a little tournament. Did you get to travel very far? Yeah, I was I was pretty fortunate. We always had a um, a pretty good out of conference schedule, so uh, I, I I got to play at a lot of the a lot of the uh, the big name schools against some of the big name schools in the U.S. I played at Michigan. I got to go to Denver, uh, Minnesota. Played at BU, BC, UNH. So I was, I was very fortunate uh, with my travels there. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't get to come over here to Europe. I think uh, I think Darcy got to come here twice. Actually, I think Darcy came here for the friendship four, and for uh, and for a tour in Italy. But uh, RPI is where I went to school, and, they, mm-hmm. and I think they came about uh, two or three years after I they graduated. Did, yeah. And and in, in terms in terms of a recruitment tool for the Belfast Giants, it's something else. You know, whenever it first was mooted that we, we could have this and. 
I think the vision at the time was there could potentially be a link here where the odd player might drip into Belfast, but it's really been over the last number of years, some of the players that we've got through the NCAA, Spiro and, and Darcy, to name just two, it's, it's a real, real you know, feeding ground for us now. Yeah, like Spiro, Darcy, and then Liam Morgan as well. He was mm-hmm. here last year. So, um, yeah, I think I think uh, people, when, when you get to see something for yourself, it, it makes you feel a lot more comfortable uh, rather than you always trust word of mouth for the most part when it's someone you really trust. But when you get to see something and experience it for yourself, it, uh, it goes a long way. So um, from what I understand, Darcy and, and, and Liam both had great experiences over here. The SSC is a first-class facility uh as they can see when, when they play in the championship or in, in during their games that we have great fans here they get to go experience the city and um they use it as team building and, and get to go see um northern ireland itself and i think they go do a little trip down in the south as well so um yeah when, when you get to see it for yourself and, and really experience the whole the whole ticket here um it shows how great of a place this place is to, to play and um is a great recruiting tool as you say, mate, your your college RPI played here uh, a number of years ago. This season, we've got the return of Colgate Northeastern, but uh, Princeton and uh, UNH also joining the fray. Is um, has Liam Morgan been given any big talk about being a you know, a reigning champion? Uh, no, he hasn't. He's been pretty quiet, but he hasn't said too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think he knows a couple guys uh, on the Princeton team who he, he grew up with uh, in Toronto. So maybe he's been letting them know about it a little bit but uh around the room he's been he's been pretty quiet those uh those uh college trophies are in the past now <laughs> are you fa- are you favoring any team this weekend uh i mean i'm a i'm an i played in the ecac so mm-hmm. i'd i'd love to see uh princeton or uh um who's the other squad again it's Col- uh, colgate northeastern oh, colgate, yeah, yeah, so yeah, colgate would be I'd, love, I'd, love, I'd love to see princeton or colgate do well yeah. Um, I know, I know. Uh, actually, Jacob Panetta on on Colgate. He's uh, he's from the Belleville area, so um, we grew up and played in the same organization. I should have remembered that. Um, so I'd love to see him have some success and, and do well. Well, obviously, uh, Wednesday night tomorrow night is uh, the, the game in Sheffield. The uh, first time we'll be facing the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, obviously, you guys looking to take that momentum from the weekend and tomorrow night's game on television. Yeah, any any time you have a. a a chance to not have that quick break and kind of keep that momentum going really quick is always, always favorable. Um, for my experiences over in Sheffield last year, it's a, it's a great facility. It's a great place to play. They have a great crowd there. So it's always, uh, it's always exciting. And, um, it seems like this year they have a pretty high powered offense. So hopefully we can go in there, uh, sting them, shut them down and, and, and capitalize on our opportunities and come out of there and keep this, keep this train rolling. Absolutely. It was a fantastic weekend. We hope you have a fantastic game again on Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. And uh, look forward to get back uh, to the SSE soon. Thanks again to Curtis Leonard. Right, let's have a look around the league. few talking points. Um, Zach Fitzgerald back on the ice with the Glasgow clan, but uh, defeated at home by Guildford. It was a four-point weekend for Sheffield. 
They had an overtime win over Nottingham and then an 8-5 thumping of Coventry in the Sky Dome. Um, but uh, bad news for them is Aaron Johnson's out for an extended period. He's having to have his hand uh, re-operated uh, on, having been slashed to re-injure it. And uh, something I put on Twitter the other day actually says, and I know you followed up, is the fact that the Sheffield Star publicised the fact that he had a hand injury. So, you Absolutely. know, uh, no, 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 nonsense. They shouldn't be getting this information out. Hockey teams over the years, they, they're pretty good at keeping, um, you know, keeping their their uh, their injuries tight and, and, and within the room. But that coming out in the room and getting into a paper in Sheffield, that's a big no no, like absolute big no no. But uh, you know, he's going to. But said today he's going to be out between eight and ten weeks. Um, and uh, I wonder what hand it is. So you know, some guys might be keeping an eye on it as a. As the uh, as the time ticks down, they're getting back the injury. But like nobody likes to get hurt. Uh, we don't want to see anybody getting. Hurt. But again, Bob Westerdale needs to wind his neck in there. I think, Davey, you know, as Sis says, nobody you don't want anybody to get injured. But if you're publicising that one of their main D men has a hand injury, uh, you're looking to gain any sort of advantage. You're slashing the hand, aren't you? It seems a little bit fanciful to think that that hasn't happened, Barry. You know, yeah. so it's one of those. That's why they've always gone with the old. And we talked about our WhatsApp earlier on today: the old lower body injury, upper body 100%. injury. You keep keep it vague, and uh, because you go out in the physical, it's a sporting environment. This people playing for jobs, people paying for your livelihoods. If you've got the opportunity to get one over your opponent, even if it means putting a wee bit of lumber on his hands, then that's what happens. And unfortunately for Aaron Johnson, he's going to miss the best part of, you know, he's going to have Christmas off for sure. Um, Congratulations to Andrew Dixon, uh, the winner of the Twitter account EIHL Magazine's Player of the Week. Well deserved, Simon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's been around Belfast now for 10 years and, and uh, you know, big, big part of this team. You know, I know um, the Saturday night when he was doing the big, big weekend for Dicko. Uh, congratulations to him. Davey? Dicko getting player of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, over a thousand votes um, just tells you what the, the fans think of him. Uh, look, his shirt was on the ice. He had 41 shots, hit that shirt. It's his jersey. So, you know, <laughs> it's, the end it's, of the a, day. it's a game worn jersey as well. It's a How game worn jersey now. It's got a bit more rubber on it than perhaps the uh, the potential new owner of it could have hoped for. But, you know, I know we, we jest and all there. I wonder where Shane Owen's shirt actually was. Um, that's a bigger question that needs well, answered. That, 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 you know what? I was speaking to talk about that. Davey, that's a really good point, mate. Um, that, that's uh, Shane Owen's shirt that was stolen from the dressing room. Um, and it's the third one, the third shirt to be stolen from the Cardiff Devils dressing room and the away dressing room, that is, in the last two years. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But third, How do we rephrase that? Third giant shirt to be stolen. So I, know, who knows I don't know if any of our teams have had stuff stolen as well. Bloody, it is ridiculous. Absolutely, I know they're they're you know I'm not blaming the Cardiff Devils organisation in this, uh, but you know somebody's went into the locker room, taken it, and done a runner with. So it's a bang out of the order. But lucky enough, you know we've had the extra one there for uh, Taff always organised and always prepared, and uh, Deco shirt coming up big. 
Challenge Cup. Uh, two men and a dog watched Manchester beat Coventry in their play-in game. Uh, and some people watched it on free sports, but nobody watched it in the arena. Uh, maybe something for the Elite League to consider whether it was a good idea or not. However, afterwards, there were some weird videos on Twitter <laughs> that showed the selection of the quarterfinal opponents for each. Uh, Nottingham will play Guildford. Sheffield will play Manchester. Glasgow will play Dundee, which we already knew. Um, and Belfast will play the Cardiff Devils, the home game on the 11th of December and the away game the following week on the 18th of December. Uh, Davey, that's, uh, is that a good thing for the Belfast Giants or a good thing for Cardiff? I think when you look at the games over the weekend there, we definitely raise our game. When the when the chips are down, mm-hmm. and you know when when the stakes are high, and whenever you're playing against the, the the teams at the upper end of the league, we always seem to have our struggles more against the the lower reaches of the league. With no disrespect to them, of I don't know whether it is a respect thing, and that's why we're we're uh, struggling against them. But whenever we come up against the likes of the Cardiffs and the Sheffields and stuff, you know we're really razor game. Like if you want to be the best. And, and you want to win these trophies, you've got to beat the best. And Cardiff Devils have proven themselves over the last four or five years since Todd Kelvin went down to down to Cardiff Bay that they are they are perennial challengers and they're one of the best teams in the league. So if you want to win this trophy, it'll be all that sweeter if you have to go through Cardiff to get there. And a little step outside of the elite league, which is not which is a rare thing we'll do, but we're actually we're going to do it again when we talk about the uh, friendship four in a minute. But um, one of the biggest news in world ice hockey in the last seven days was the sacking of Mike Babcock mm. Simon only to be replaced by one Sheldon Keefe uh, the the Toronto Maple Leafs jumping on the Keefe coaching bandwagon at last yeah I think it's fantastic um, Adam's fair, um, and I know his mum and dad will be extremely proud of him you know a local lad he's from Rio and, um, and getting the job from arguably the biggest hockey um, club in the world um, you know it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, I, I know I, I'm hoping to get over to to uh, Toronto in, in February, so I'm like to think it's going to be easier getting tickets now. <laughs> um, he, I'm, I'm not looking for freebies. So you know he, he's two for two at the minute. Long may that continue. He sure his next game is against Detroit, though. So you two won't be too happy with him if he beats them and win. David, I know the the, the Wings had a big five one win over the. The, the Jersey Devils the other night, so we're Good. we're back up for the cup again. But um, <laughs> don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too high with the highs. You know, I might be a few years yet before we see the uh, Lord Stanley's Cup raised in uh, hockey time. But Stevie Wise on the job now, man. Massive congratulations to Sheldon Keith. That's a you know you listen to Adam talking about his career and you know his career as a hockey player being cut short through injury, and he just knew that. He would work his way back up to the top again, and he's 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 came through a route through the AHL. He's won with the Marlies. Who who can argue that he doesn't deserve a shot with the big team? You know, he's gone down to the minors. What the point? <laughs> Not describing the AHL as the minors, but you know what I mean there. Um, he's gone down to the to the AHL, and and he's he's created a something very very special there. We've we've had players that have came through the Sheldon Keith, you know, coaching, and have came to Belfast, done well, and moved on to and other places in Europe. But they say. You know, Kyle Bond last year. A massive congratulations to Sheldon Keith. I've seen some some little videos there over the last week of him doing interviews and taking practice and in the locker room and 
it'll be a fantastic, it'll be a whirlwind for him from being in Toronto one day. I think he had to jump on a private jet or something. Says they fly to uh-huh. Minnesota. I can't, uh-huh. I can't remember exactly the, but uh, just no, he's flying, flying to Colorado. And uh, not not sure what uh, what the salary would be there. But if you look, Mike, Mike Bob. Twelve and a half million dollars a year. So good luck to Sheldon, and uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, what will happen there is uh, a few of the boys that you know he needs to keep fresh for uh, playoff runs, or maybe end up for a few weeks in Belfast. Who knows? I hear, I hear, uh, I hear Neilanders coming our way. It's the, it's the big thing that I'm hearing at the minute. Austin Matthews as well. No, the um, a massive congratulations to, to Sheldon Keith because I hear he's a, a big listener to View from the Bridge. But the uh, I, I had the delight of meeting Adam and Sheldon's mum and dad when I was over watching a Marley's game. Um, dad came over and basically pointed at my shirt and said, "Where did you get that shirt?" I says, well, I got it in Belfast. And he says, well, my, my son's your captain. And uh, you know, I delight to meet the two of them. And you know, they must be very proud of how both their sons are getting on in, in the competition. Sorry, in the sport, you know, both head coaches, okay, at a different level, but both uh, very successful at what they do. And as you say, Sheldon's put in the hard yards. And it was good to see on Twitter um, – him come out and you know thanking the thanking the teams and the organizations that he's been part of on his way to this position uh which is a really classy move also worth noting that his uh his twitter timeline is also just filled with belfast giant stuff which is also good to see but uh a massive congratulations to sheldon i know simon you got the chat to jeff mason and the adam keith uh soon after the uh soon after uh, the announcement was made and if you want to hear those interviews about that you can get them on soundcloud and We'll tweet them up again uh, through the week. Um, right, Friendship 4. Uh, this weekend is the return of the Friendship 4 to the Belfast... Uh, sorry, to Belfast uh, in the SSE Arena. Um, the fifth time this has taken place, I think, now. Uh, yep. One of the great hockey weekends in the UK, never mind just Belfast. Uh, this time, it will see the return for the first time of two organisations, two colleges, Colgate and Northeastern, return and they're joined by Princeton and the University of New Hampshire. Um, before we get the uh, the opinions of Mr Kitchen and Mr McGimsey, uh Simon had the chance to speak with the Hockey East Commissioner Joe Britannia and former Belfast giant and Northeastern coach Jerry Keefe. Okay, thank you. Absolutely delighted to be joined by Joe Bertani, the uh, Commissioner of Hockey East. Joe, in the year five of the Friendship Four, um, and your last year as a Commissioner of, uh, of Hockey East, um, it's been a been a roller coaster. It's been uh, a lot of times you've been in Belfast, and, and you're sort of making, making this your second home. Yeah, I, I love it here. It's my 11th trip in five years. I've never been to Ireland or Northern Ireland, so uh, the people are so nice. The city, I'm a history I'm a fan of history, so I can't think of many cities that have a, a more rich and diverse history than Belfast. So between the hockey experience and, the, and all that, it's, 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 I wish we could do more of these types of things that mix education and the hockey. Four years um, that are already under your belt. Uh, after the first year back in 2015-16, did you realize how big it was going to be? No, I think we were we were thinking short term to, to get it get it right the first time and Maybe we can keep it alive. I've been involved with a number of different activities over the years where, uh, like we did outdoor hockey in Boston in the baseball uh, stadium, where you start out thinking, if we can do a good job at this once, uh, maybe it could have some life. But I don't think anybody thought early on that all the pieces would be in place to for it to grow. And I think we underestimated Robert uh, Fitzpatrick and, and the people over here who have been so great. And then... Uh, 
the, the, our, our universities really saw the benefit of it. At first, it was we had to convince people to come, and then once people came over and went back and explained what what the experience was, then we had a long list of people wanting to come over. And you're talking about that list, and for the first time, two new or sorry, two colleges are coming back uh, in Colgate and Northeastern. Uh, I don't think it was a hard decision for them, was it? No, and, and the reason why it's even taken this long is the uh, the, the rules over in the states. And I'm not sure why, but you can only do these out-of-the-country trips once every four years. So when we go to look to see who the next group would be, there will be six schools who can't come in a, in a given year, the last the last three years. So uh, Northeastern and Colgate, the first chance they had to come back. And Colgate lost both games, I think, the first year, but it didn't dull their experience. They wanted to be back. Northeastern uh, had, had gone into that first event with a horrible record, and then they only lost one game after that. So they credit the uh, Belfast experience for launching a championship season. Yeah, trips, I guess, can galvanize the team, and you know it's done the same in, in professional sports as well. But uh, being the, for these student athletes, making a trip like this uh, and, and doing all the activities that they do uh, during the week as well is very important. It's a unique trip. You're never, you know, they travel a lot, but they don't travel like this. Not only the distance, but how many days they're together. And then how many different experiences they go through. Like you say, the first half of the week is a little bit social, a little bit educational. Uh, but, you know, these are important games back at home. So once you get to Thursday, they have to kind of block out all the things that are different about it and get into their routine. So Thursday is the day before competition and then two days of competition. So, you know, I don't want to lose sight in the middle of this that these games mean a lot. And, and the two teams of ours that are playing this year, if you look at our standings in our league, it's a big jumble of about eight teams about a game or two separating them so this is an important game for New Hampshire and Northeastern. For the first time you're bringing practice facilities to Donald Expo uh, a new experience and and uh, the boys that are, are here at the minute look, look, they're looking forward to it. Well it's funny that one of the assistant coaches for Northeastern Jerry Keith played for the Giants and on the way here from uh, from the Marriott he, he went by the house he lived in so uh uh, this is my first trip here, and, and as a hockey guy, every time I go to a new arena, I like to walk around and see what's different about it, and uh, it's just part of the culture again. So uh, this is also, we're going to have some school student, uh, students coming in in a little while, and it'll be part of their, their experience. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, well, how uh, do you feel the teams from Hockey East have got a chance this weekend? I, I think they, uh, you know, not just because I'm paid to say it, but I think uh, I think either of our teams could win the whole thing. Um, I believe Lowell won it the first year, so as, as, as well as Northeastern played, they haven't tasted uh, what it's like to win the whole thing. So uh, I, I think that'll be – I'm going to say that the winner comes out of that first game, so we'll see how that goes. What about yourself? Obviously, again, you're retiring off this year. Um, what's your plans uh, moving down the line? Well, you know, I this wasn't a, a, a retirement per se. I just wasn't able to come to terms with the schools, and I would I wanted to stay on a little bit longer. I've got a young uh, daughter that's a first-year university student at home, so I've got to pay some some bills. And I'm not a retiring sort. You know, I don't relax well. I, I've always juggled different jobs. I still have. I do some coaching of goalkeepers, and I have a I have a couple of projects. And what I'm looking for is a couple of new projects. I probably won't find a full-time opportunity. I'm not sure I want that, but I'd like to keep my hand in hockey, uh, maybe do some writing, 
I used to do some broadcasting, so maybe I can do that too. So I think uh, let me get through this year, and I'm, I, I feel pretty good there'll be opportunities. Uh, the, the wages aren't very good on a view from the Bridge podcast or Belfast Chance TV, but you're more than welcome absolutely anytime. Joe, we really appreciate all your efforts that you've put into the friendship for, and uh, we wish you the best luck for your teams this weekend. Thank you. If I come back next year as a civilian, uh, I want to do a period or two with you, so let me know if we can do that. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you. Delighted to be joined by another Keith, uh, this time Jerry Keith, the assistant coach of Northeastern uh, in Belfast for the second time. Um, Jerry, obviously you know a bit about Belfast from, from your, your your time as Belfast Giant, but uh, coming back as a coach for Northeastern, um, Bobby Farnham, just with a big smile on his face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, the second time as an assistant coach in Northeastern, can you tell us about your experience the first time around? Yeah, it was a really good experience. It was for, you know, for me to come back to the city was awesome. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, hoping that our team plays a little bit better this time around. Um, it's a great tournament. Um, we're here to win a trophy, so we're excited to be back. It's uh, four years. Uh, it's, a, it's the first time between uh, the teams that have had the opportunity to come to Belfast and Northeast and Colgate participating for the second time. Um, my understanding is there's teams queuing up uh, to come back in and participate in this tournament. Yeah, I think um, the players have a great experience over here. For some of them, they've never been over to Europe. So for them to come over and see such a great city in Belfast, um, you know, and, and to get to play at a great arena um, in front of some really good fans, um, and, and also just to get a kind of feeling of, you know, the Belfast Giants and what they're all about, I think it's really good for the college guys to see how good the players are over here, how good the hockey is. Looking ahead to this weekend uh, and obviously the start of your season, how's it been going so far this year? for you um pretty good a little inconsistent um good at times and then uh there's some work that still needs to be done but um you know we're coming off of a really good weekend against maine where we're able to get uh two wins on the weekend so we're looking to uh build off of that and play a really good unh team on friday travel it's always a, a contentious issue when you're, you're coming across the pond how's the boys uh, after the first 24 hours uh, we'll tell you in about a half an hour when we hit the ice but um, no I, I think that's always difficult but all, all four teams got to go through that so um, I, th- I think yesterday we were smart we were able to stay up uh, for the day and try to get on uh, Belfast time here so hopefully the boys got a good night's sleep and some good food in them and uh, looking forward to getting on the ice for practice here at 10 30. You, uh, you practiced in this very facility 20 years ago. Um, hasn't changed much, has it? No, actually, when I when I came back in, it was it was kind of funny. It felt like uh, it hasn't been that long, you know. Uh, my house was actually right down the road, so I drove by that today on the bus. And yeah, it's all it's just great to be back in this city. It's it's an awesome city, and it's a great hockey town. Um, I really enjoyed the year that I was here. It was the first year that they had uh, had a team, so there was a lot of excitement built around it, and uh, nothing but great things to say about this place. And you, you talk about the first year, but now moving into year twenty for the Belfast Giants. Um, um, it certainly it's been a long time and a lot of history along the way but uh, being part of that first year team uh, must have been special for, for yourself as well yeah it really was because I know that it, it meant a lot to the people a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into getting the team started and, and it was it was really wasn't a success right away um, we had great great crowds great fan support behind us and really the city uh, and I know it's only grown over the years uh, just talking to some people that you know have played here and people that have coached here and, and then you look at all the former players that have stuck around and, and you know they live here now and they made their homes here so it really speaks volumes to uh, how great of a place it is 
next week is the 20th anniversary of the first home game against the Irish Scottish Eagles. Um, doesn't seem like 20 years, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't actually. Probably not even close. Um, like I said, coming back here, all of a sudden you're driving on the roads and you feel like you were just here a couple of years ago. So, um, but that's that's quite an accomplishment, and uh, it's it's great for the people that were involved and all the hard work that went into it. And and it's such a great organization. They've had really good teams over the years, really good players, really good coaches. Um, so it's a credit to the uh, to the Belfast Giants. One last question. Back to French before this weekend. Uh, you fancy your chances to, to take that uh, bell pot home with you? Yeah, I, I think you always got to get that first one to give yourself a chance. And uh, we're playing a really good team in UNH. Um, it's a league game, so we got two points at stake. So, uh, you know, I, I think um, instead of worrying about you know, Saturday, I think we really got to focus on playing a really good team in UNH on Friday. And, and hopefully if we can get that one, we'll move on and worry about Saturday. Good to hear Jerry Keefe. I know he enjoyed himself, as he said there, he enjoyed himself the last time he was here and one of those Belfast Giants players from right back in season one. Um, it's only fitting to start this discussion, or brief, this brief discussion with the man whose voice will be going along with Aaron Murphy's coast to coast in North America, as well as being joined on free sports, Mr. Simon Kitchen. Are you getting excited about this one? I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Um, you know, it's I, I've got it. This will be a third year now. Uh, I came in as a last minute replacement two years ago, and then we did the games last year. Um, I'm looking forward to the Murph, and I only have to do the colours. So thank God I do. You know, it's a <laughs> certain, it's a big, big thing, and and Murph does a brilliant job on on the, the games that he calls. So look to joining him, and I'm looking forward to you know potentially another four brilliant games because you know we all love watching the Giants, absolutely. Um, but I don't think anybody can argue that, that this is a step up. Um, that these kids, I was I, I was speaking to Neil Whiteside about it being the fifth year, and we're looking through the the Colgate University um, and Northeastern to see if anybody's come back from from year uh, year one when they played. Um, so unfortunately, at the minute, there's not uh, anybody on the roster because universities are usually four years in yes. US goes five years in Canada. Uh, but sometimes you can get the extended one on for postgraduate, I think it's called. Um, so, but unfortunately, there's not anybody coming back. So Jerry Keefe's back, Jim Madigan, the head coach of uh, Northeastern, uh, had a chat with this morning as well. So, uh, it's like anybody who hasn't watched this, uh, if they're listening to the podcast between now and Friday, get yourself down to the arena if you possibly can. It is absolutely outstanding. And if it's not, um, then it's going to be on free sports, which, you know, huge kudos to free sports for getting that deal done. Um, because, again, it's going to be the best hockey in the UK this weekend. This was Davy carried over the last couple of years by BBC Northern Ireland or BBC website, and it was broadcast on there. I don't know if it's going to be again, but it being on free sports is a massive thing. But it's just another, this has always been a feather in the cap for the Belfast Giants organization. Having Colgate and Northeastern return is, is just shows how good this competition is. I love the friendship for, and I am very genuinely sad that I can't be there this weekend just Likewise. because of. of personal logistics that just can't be overcome unfortunately um i don't want to make anything about me but i remember like it'll be six years ago now being asked by robert to come down to the arena and speak to the marty walsh who's kind of put his foot in it and said he was bringing the bean pot to belfast and people you know went to the news in boston the next day this will never happen and you know robert believed in this project right from the start and he had the backing obviously of the trust and, and they got a lot of sponsorship in the back of the city hall that you've only seen the 
you know, who's came to the tournaments over the years and the money that's been invested through all different different um, revenue streams. And, you know, we've ended up having players out of it, but we've had brilliant weekends out of it. And, and that little trophy, you know, the bell, the bell pot, as it's called, you know, that bell from, I think it's Templemore Avenue Primary School. A it's, little one bit of Belfast, br- it's brilliant. Belfast history there. And remember being just the, by the, the ice the first time that... Um, you know, it was one, and, and the guys skated the center ice and rang that bell. And it's a little bit emotional thinking about it. It's it's a, a fantastic tournament. It's an NCAA tournament that's played in Belfast. It's unbelievable. The four colleges and who was it? The other season brought their full band and all over. You know, it was just Clark Clarkson Clark, band. Clark, you know, it's it's a carnival. Um, BU was it last year? Came yep. and brought an absolute crowd of of alumni and. And you know what do you call what do they call the people that follow the team that don't not necessarily you know go to the university but yeah, but families and all that of players and and people that have been to university and still you know follow NCAA sports is massive in the states and you know this is a big deal and if you can get tuned in to free sports if you're listening to Simon Kitchen and you know Aaron Murphy you're in for an absolute treat if you can get down to the arena there'll be tickets available. I'm sure there's deals available. Get down and try and see it in real life as well because TV's great, but it doesn't actually do the speed of these guys and the skill of these guys justice. And, you know, as Simon says, it will be the best hockey available in the UK this weekend. And, you know, I'm jealous. I I get very jealous of very, very little life. I'm jealous this weekend that I can't be there. I wish I could. My heart's always in Belfast, but it'll be extra special there this weekend. I fully agree with that, mate. The friendship for for me is what is probably the best tournament of ice hockey that takes place outside of maybe world championships and things like that but even then one of the best tournaments of ice hockey that takes place in the uk and for it to take place in belfast is something that actually i know you guys do but also i i take great pride in and uh and you can see from the hard work that's put in by the likes of johnny and and, and the the organization as a whole and the drive from the likes of robert fitzpatrick to keep this going you heard joe britannia you know saying that he that maybe people under Estimated the drive of Robert, uh, Robert, and how much he wanted something like this in Belfast. The fact that we're here for a fifth year and already organising for the sixth is something that Belfast Giants fans and Belfast as a city should be very proud of. And and here you have you know four prominent universities from North America coming over, two of which enjoyed themselves so much last time that they're back again, and and no doubt universities lined up to be part of future future times in, in, in the Friendship Four. Um, and now we have it on free sports. It's going to be a great weekend of ice hockey in the SSE Arena. Uh, starting on Friday, Northeastern against New Hampshire, 2.55pm uh, is coverage on free sports, 3pm face-off. Princeton against Colgate, 7pm face-off on Friday with the final on Saturday at 7pm. As you say, if you're not able to get down to the arena, you can catch it with Mr. Murphy and our very own Mr. Simon Kitchen on free sports. Um, well, just to give you a bit of info, last weekend played Princeton. So, you know... Sorry, who played Princeton? Colgate played Princeton last weekend. Uh-huh. So uh, they're now coming over to Belfast to, to play their second game against each other this season. Um, and they, they drew 2-2 last weekend as well. So, uh, big, big chance again to, you know, to get a, a top, top quality hockey. But just a wee question for you two. Of all the players that have come in from the, the four years that we've had of the Friendship Four, and again, this is this is the quality that you can expect to see 
How many players do you think have made it to the NHL Oof. from those four years? There's quite a few. So we've got four years, four teams, quite a few, like quite a few high profile ones. I know you fell out at the, uh, at uh, Pittsburgh. I, I, assume, I assume you have the numbers, Simon, yeah? Yes, I do. Nick Lappin, I remember going I'd say, I'd say a dozen. It's called doing my homework, Davey. I'd I mean, say, <laughs> I, do say it's 12, I'd say 18. You've got it right on the head, Paddy. You've seen, you've seen Cez's notes. Yeah. Absolutely no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, I swear he hasn't. <laughs> the, um, it's 18 players have made it to uh, I think you're, you're talking about Aston Reese there. Yeah, Aston um, Reese, that's the fella. Uh, you know, remember, always, always remember Nick Lappin getting to the New Jersey Devils as well. New Jersey Devils. Mm. But shows you, it yeah. just shows you the quality if you get down there to see this competition. And you see people like, you know, John O'Bullard and guys from other teams who have come over uh, to watch the Friendship Four who go back buzzing from the, from the level of competition you get to see there. It's such a well, good tournament. You just look at last year. There's two guys that are uh, playing regularly in the NHL who played for BU last year? Yep. Last year, and they're not. There's one when we went to, uh, went with Canada to the world. He played in the World Championships. He played regular minutes in the World Championships. Um, you know, you've got Dante Fabro, um, who was with um, at BU last year. He played for for Canada over in uh, Slovakia. You know, it, it's just insane. Um, and then you've got uh, Joel Farab, who's playing regularly for the Philadelphia Flyers. So yeah. this this is the quality of players. That have, have come through the you know, the systems and the, and the student athletes and, and the schools have come over here and they're now playing the best. It's for anybody that is not doing anything this weekend and they're sitting thinking, well, do you know what? And look, I, I'm a big advocate of trying to promote the EIHL and trying to get as much exposure as. Do you know what? The EIHL need to take a week off. Um, when this NCAA comes around, you need to take a week off. They need to send their officials to watch the officials that participate here. I spoke to them on numerous occasions over the last couple of years. The guys have been in, and they're quite happy to do coaching um, courses with the student, or sorry, with the the EIHL officials. And these are guys that have played refereed at the highest level as well. Yeah, and they're coming over here, and and unfortunately, they're they're not getting listened to. But you know, the NCAA tournament, the Friendship Four, has been absolutely outstanding. It's one of the highlights of my. Um, every single year that, that it comes along, and and as I say, anybody is not if, it, if anywhere within Belfast, and they can get to the arena Friday or Saturday, get there because I was speaking to Brooks this morning. It looks like there's over thousand for each game, um, and uh, really, really looking forward to it. You say all this talk about people, you know, BU getting guys from BU getting the HL. BU, what? We've got a fellow who rang the bell pot last last year, mate, who uh, now gets regular minutes for the Belfast Giants. That's all I care about. Uh, <laughs> let's look ahead to the uh, this week. Uh, we've a game Wednesday night, Sheffield Steelers, uh, 7.30pm. That game will be live on Free Sports, so let's hear from Mr. Aaron Murphy. Live and exclusive EIHL coverage on Free Sports coming up Wednesday, November 27th, as the Steelers host the Giants. Sheffield and Belfast both in good form coming off four-point weekends. Aaron Fox's side head into action Wednesday atop the Elite League standings on 24 points, but Adam Keith's team sit third in the table on 22 points but have three games in hand over the men in orange. 
Join Paul Aidy, Chris Ellis, and myself, Aaron Murphy, for the pregame show at 7 p.m., followed by a 7.30 face-off at Fly DSA Arena. First versus third, Steelers versus Giants, a huge night of EIHL action ahead, Wednesday night, live and exclusive on Free Sports. Check freesports.tv for information or tweet us at freesports underscore TV to be a part of the broadcast using the hashtag EIHL on Freesports. Yep, game on free sports uh, Wednesday night against the Sheffield Steelers in the Fly DSA Arena. It's uh, three away games in the next seven days for the Belfast Giants. We're five away on Saturday, 7pm. You'll get the five webcast on that. And Sunday, away to Dundee for what feels like the 100th game against Dundee this season. Hmm. Uh, 5pm on Stars TV. Says three games, three away games, a difficult test. In she- well, actually, three difficult tests for the Belfast Giants. Yeah, starting with uh, tomorrow and Sheffield. Um, was it eight or nine five against Coventry on Sunday? Mm. Eight five. Eight five. Um, you know they they've got a really potent offense this year. Um, defensively, you know maybe you know they're conceding five against Coventry as well. So you know there's maybe an opportunity there, but it's always a tough place to go into. Um, you know they've brought in new coach this year. They've brought in a lot of new players. Um, a couple we know a little bit about and. And uh, Rob Dowd seems he playing very well. You've got um, Brendan Connolly's, you know, his third year in the EIHL, and it's his third different team. Um, he's a top, top quality player. So I'm not expecting an easy game against Sheffield. Um, I think it'll be tough. I think, it, you know, we, 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 if we go in with the same desire and we go uh, playing as a team against the Cardiff Devils, then I think we can be successful. Davy uh, Dundee, uh, I know we have five on Saturday and we're not going to look too far ahead, but Dundee, like I say, it feels like we've been playing them constantly, but they've got our, they've had our number, sorry, this season so far. It's key that we try to turn that around. I guess one of the things that hockey players, hockey coaches, fans will look at at the end of the season is, is the mini series against him. Against the likes of Dundee and we're down at the minute, so it's it's crucial that we, uh, we put our socks up in these games. We know already this season as you said we've faced them a lot of times so we know what we're, we're up against we know the type of game we'll come with the game plan we don't have to go over it you know I hate this part of the show we don't have to go over it <laughs> they'll trap that. us and they'll be opportunistic and they've got speed and they've got decent goaltending but I think if we can find a solution to getting that first goal of the game absolutely crucial and uh, you know it's a little six game road swing there it's, it's always difficult shorter than perhaps it's been in, in previous seasons so it started well with the two wins in Cardiff we go into the, the Sheffield game is going to be difficult. Um, you know, Valorant has has started the season really well. Brendan Connolly, if he can keep himself out of the box, he's, he waxed lyrical about himself there in the paper during the week about his hockey IQ and stuff. Um, definitely hockey IQ. I'll not say any more than that. But, um, you know, we, uh, you, look, you wish Belfast, former Belfast Giants, who's <laughs> snorting there, we wish former Belfast Giants well, but um, not against us. Um, tomorrow night, Live on Free Sports, you know the the home for for hockey in the UK at the minute. Um, it'll be good to see the Giants on the big screen and and doing well, hopefully. And then you know in that Scottish trip, anything can happen. But hopefully that we come with that same intensity. Look, if we come with that intensity that we came with on Saturday, Sunday, I said it right at the start of the show about a benchmark, and that benchmark was set at the weekend there of what's expected from every Belfast Giants player because they've put that expectation on themselves. They went out, they've showed what they're going to do. They've showed why they were recruited by Steve Thornton and Adam Keefe and, and you know, why Robert Fitzpatrick's happy to put his hands in his pockets and, and, and pay the big money out to them. So, you know, 
good luck to him this weekend. Good luck tomorrow night. But as Simon has said already as well, we'll only be focusing on tomorrow night. Obviously, Wednesday, live and exclusive on Free Sports, 7.30pm, Sheffield Steelers versus the Belfast Giants. Saturday, 7pm, Five Flyers versus the Belfast Giants. You can get that on the Fife webcast. Sunday, Dundee Stars against the Belfast Giants, 5pm on Stars TV. Any other business, gentlemen? Yeah, I've got one. Um, I was speaking to we Neil Wright said earlier, um, don't want to give too much away, but he's looking to... Uh, that um, he's doing a wee feature for next weekend's webcast. So if anybody has um, has kept the first game ticket from the Belfast Giants home game against the Irish Scottish Eagles 20 years ago, if they've got the ticket and we could borrow it for a bit of filming on Tuesday, we will return it on Wednesday again. Um, but if they have, then drop me a text or drop me a um, send me a message on social media uh, or through AVFTB, but uh, we'd be very grateful if we'd get our hands on a ticket from the first game, um, and as I say, it will be returned. I don't have a copy of the ticket, but you know what I do have, Simon, that I just thought about there now. What do you copy. have, David? I've got a copy of the game sheet. Well, uh, that would be very handy, so we'll pass that on. Well, if you've got a copy of it, scan it and send it through, and I'll, I'll give it to Neil. 19 years ago, says? Same thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I had this out with the other twentieth season, season, nineteen 20th years. Season, you know, it's yeah. not really the twentieth anniversary. I'm sort of semantic on that. You know, next, <laughs> next December. You know, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I do. I'm the same. I think of that earlier. I thought, but yes, same thing. It's 20th season. Uh, but yes, if anybody has that out there, and actually on that same point, I'm just going to put this to you two gents. I saw the Belfast Giants tweet out earlier on about these retro nights that are taking place. They're asking which player would you like to see back. Now I'm going to take Paxton Shieldy off the table here because we all like to see Paxton back. Which player would you like to see back for the retro night, Simon? Um. I'd, I'd love to see Jason Ruff back. Oh, good shot. David? Absolutely. 100%. No question about it. Jason Ruff. Oh, I was expecting Mark the Motrain Morrison. We got yeah, a Jason we're, Ruff. We've been very fortunate with, with uh, you know, at Gary's testimonial, perhaps in February. I don't know whether they played with Gary, to be fair. But, um, you know, no, he didn't. No, but, he these didn't guys, no. but these guys are usual faces, you know, at, at testimonials and. You know, we've seen him about Colin Seals smiles only six months since it's been on the uh, the the Odyssey Ice as well. So, you know, if I could have someone back from from yesteryear, ruffles without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. I uh, I put Paul Cruz down there. Well, that's a that's a brilliant shout as well. What a player! Ended up at a party with Cruiser one night. <laughs> Jeez, I felt I could put them away. <laughs> I'm a few pints. and on that note nothing from you David (laughs) nothing that bombshell how's the blood bank going guys we've had a a few come back this week as well it seems to be rolling on nicely here Paddy are you doing a spreadsheet I have I've got a spreadsheet (laughs) don't you worry mate I'm I'm keeping on top of it I'm due to go for my as TV's Neil the coach Russell will tell you I'm this podcast you know, <laughs> I, 
but I'm glad somebody's following it up. And no. I, don't forget, over this next week or two, Paddy, get the big spreadsheet. I don't want to see if there's any anniversaries coming up. Oh, for, I need to, I need to, yes, for the, 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 for the view from the bridge, the bigger view from the bridge spreadsheet. I need to, oh, here, uh, you know what we haven't well, talked about, and there's well, only tomorrow to address this. Player of the month. Well, no, there, there is two more games left for player of the month. Sunday is the 1st of December, isn't it? All right, perfect. So we'll, so we'll come so we'll back to that. We'll talk about week. it on next week's show and we'll then come present back to that the following weekend. Yeah, you see, there's an awful lot of teams copying us now, a lot of supporters, clubs, and what have you. Chat. They all just follow yeah. ABF. Yeah, I mean, that's just because we're the leading, leading the way as always. Um, well, as, as Jonathan Williams said on Twitter the other day, there's no trophies handed out in November. And as I said, the big one, the AVFTB, sponsored by Phonocab, Player of the Month Award, is handed out every month. Every month, man. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest trophy in ice hockey. Um, right, on that note, <laughs> thanks to Curtis Leonard, Adam, Adam Keefe, Mark Garside, Jerry Keefe, Joe Britannia, and Aaron Murphy. Um, Thanks to Mr. McJemsey for his musical interludes and to Mr. Kitchen for the interviews from training. Uh, if you want to get down to the SSE Arena for the Friendship Four this weekend, you know, well worth your time on Friday and for the Bell Pot Final and the Third Fourth Place game on Saturday between Colgate, Northeastern, Princeton, and the University of New Hampshire. Um, regards to the Belfast Giants, of course, Wednesday night, Sheffield away, 7.30 live and exclusive on Free Sports. Saturday away at 5, 7pm, the Fife webcast, and Sunday away at Dundee, 5pm on Stars TV. Mr. Kitchen and Mr. Majemsey, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Jim. Cheers, lads. Uh, you can get us at, at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, kingdomofthegiants.com and on other platforms wherever you download your podcasts on Spotify or on the Cool app. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. <laughs> <laughs>